Welcome to the Native Diamond Podcast. Oh shit! What you waiting for? What the fuck is going on? Uh, Seth Mick here from Native Diamond Podcast. I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to a new episode. And on today's show, I have Owen Hill, the guitarist from As Everything Unfolds, sick ass UK melodic post hardcore band. Everyone should be listening to them, and I'm sure you have heard their songs Take Me There and Hiding From Myself. They're also dropping a new album. Within each lies the other. It's going to be next March the 26th. So set that on your calendar. Go ahead and hit that pre-release button. Whatever you got to do, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be the first full length. I'm excited to share this conversation. It was a lot of fun. We talked a lot about metalcore and shit being kind of stale lately as far as COVID. Looking at the states from an outside perspective. Female inclusion in metal and all types of dope topics. So if any of that striking you, or you just want to hang out with me, let's do it. What's up, my dudes? Seth Mick here. This is Native Diamond Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And today, I'm hanging out with Owen Hill, guitarist of As Everything Unfolds. What's going on? Hello. How's it going? Oh, doing great, man. Can't complain. <laughs> so far, so good. How about yourself? Oh, yeah. It's like living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that means I hate my life, usually. No. <laughs> it's, um, oh, it's a little bit backhanded. It means it's just like... <laughs> It's not great, but I can't really complain. Yeah, I'm just picking with you. Um, but anyway, if you've never seen the show before, anyone tuning in, I ask icebreaker questions to start it off. It's about 25 or so either or style questions. I ask that you try your best to answer them. And if you feel like passing on them, feel free to do that as well. And I'll go ahead sure. and kick it off with the first one. Okay, who had a better album this year? Like Moss to Flames or Currents? Um, I can, <laughs> I can honestly say I've not listened to either. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go with currents, just straight 50, 50, just pick one. <laughs> um, have you heard of those bands at all though? Like besides. Yeah, I've heard of both. I've just, I've never listened to either. <laughs> okay, cool. Fair enough. Um, are you a vegetarian or meat eater? Uh, I am a meat eater. Cool deal. I did vegetarian for a little bit and it was great. I felt really good. For some reason, like what I found was that my quality of sleep just went through the roof. Like I was getting the same amount of sleep, but it was so much more like refreshing. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know why I started meeting, eating meat again, but yeah, maybe I'll change back. <laughs> um, I've been doing the vegetarian thing for a while. 
sometimes when I feel like I want to eat some meat or something like that, I usually go for seafood. Um, that's kind of like my cheap, uh, poser vegetarian way out. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I totally can see that though. Cause I flooded back and forth for the past couple of years and chicken always got me back on eating meat <laughs> i love chicken so much i I, I really hate seafood though i'm not sure what mm-hmm. it is but I've not, I've not found a piece of seafood that i like i yeah i can see that i mean it's like it's totally like hit or miss for some people like i, I totally get it and then some people can't get around the whole fishy smell i think that turns people off also yeah that could well be it what, what about like sushi do you fuck with that or <laughs> not really no like i'll have like um uh is it calamari squid mm-hmm I've had that a couple of times and that that's not too bad actually. I can I can eat that, but I if I went to a restaurant I would order probably like chicken or a steak or something. All right, cool. Um sorry we got on this tangent about eating. <laughs> that's been like a big thing uh to me recently because I've been trying to get back in shape and I've been like totally watching what I eat. So I just I like asking other people like what their diet looks like. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> well, it's kind of new to me right now, anyways. Like I haven't worked out since like quarantine. Uh, started for us that was like back in March like as soon as I joined the gym we got shut down and I was like well fuck and now I'm now they've been charging me for the past three months so I'm like well I need to get in there <laughs> I mean oh man if I have to yeah. pay for it <laughs> uh, yeah like over here when they shut all the gyms and that kind of thing we were you know they at least sort of said you can have the choice to not pay it and like freeze your membership or mm-hmm. you can pay it at a reduced rate and then when it sort of reopens you can keep the reduced rate for like a year or something like that but that was just the gym I went to that said that. I don't know if that was everyone's. Cool, man. Yeah, I wish I got that option, but maybe next time. But uh, anyway, next question. Uh, which one do you like better, Amir or Alpha Wolf? Um, I've only listened to a few songs of both of them. Like, you're probably going to give away here. I'm not a huge, like, metalcore kind of guy, mm-hmm. but um, the I've listened to a few Alpha Wolf songs, and I probably enjoyed that a bit more than Amir. All right, cool. What are you more into? Um, I prefer just to go for like sort of like the indie rock, the pop rock, um, stuff like microwave, tiny moving parts. I love stuff like that. And then okay, um, I really love like cheesy 90s pop, 80s, <laughs> 90s pop music. It's like cool. the best thing. And then um, like country folk, which is really weird considering the type of band I'm in. But yeah. Right. What kind of country is it like? More like, more leaning towards like folk and Americana, stuff like oh, okay. Graves, Lost Dog Street Band, that kind of thing. Okay. No, I, I can see that. Um, you probably, obviously don't listen to Sirius XM because I'm sure it's just in the States, but um, they play a lot of like, like Alt Nation is like something that I've been, I jam at like work because it's a good medium for like people that, uh, you know, like rock, but not really like rock. Uh, it's yeah. kind of cool because like they'll play like machine gun kelly and like juice world and stuff like that so oh nice yeah yeah not too bad um Sounds anyway cool. next question um it's a genre question uh which would you rather <laughs> listen to gent or thrash metal um probably gent cool any uh gent bands uh catch your attention Again, not not really something I hugely listen to. Um, I've like I've heard a few songs by like Periphery. I don't know if you'd class my sugar as Gent. Yeah, I, I, think, know, I would weird. say yeah. They're like the yeah. originators of Gent. 
yeah as as another one of those things i don't really tend to delve down to that um down that rabbit hole i feel like, you I've, i'd rather go for like bands like loathe uh god complex that kind of thing cool um all right so would you rather watch movies from the 80s and before or after the 80s uh probably after the 80s right, um cool. i don't i don't really tend to get into i'm not a big movie person either um <laughs> uh, like the only things i really like from sort of pre-80s would be the classic ones and then like the post 80s you've got so much more and like i think like the visual effects and that kind of thing are a big thing like it's really hard to get into a film if you can tell it's some guy in a dinosaur costume walking around <laughs> pretending to eat stuff. Like I'd rather just see it completely computerized, but realistic. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Um, let's see. Who's a better vocalist? Uh, <laughs> Brighton Bond from Wage War or Jonathan Vigil from The Ghost Inside? Um, uh, that, you know what? They're surprisingly different. I find I I'm probably going to go with uh, the guy from wage war whose name I've forgotten. Yeah, it's all good. Um, which do you like better fine arts or culinary arts? Oh man. They're, again, they're we- weirdly different as well. I like both, but I like both for sort of different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like the, just the old, the older arts that you sort of look at and go, oh my God, I can't believe someone painted that. And then you look at the slightly weirder stuff like, oh, you know, I, do I really want to see a pigeon nailed to a wall? Well, no, but I have now. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Um, I was an art major and kind of both things. I mean, I've, I've been working as a chef for 15 years. And um, before that, I was like really into well, I went to like art school or whatever, and it was just hella pretentious. And it was just, it was a little too cheese ball for me. And I was just like, you know, like, I don't know. They're just very much like art is everything around you. And like you said, like nailing a pigeon to a, you know, a piece of cardboard or something. Um, some art is just kind of bogus to me. So I think in yeah. that art, I would I culinary. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you mean. I went, when I went to uni, I did like a music business course at uni, but it was on the arts campus and, like I used to just see the most insane stuff people like oh my art project is covering myself in paint and walking through a corridor so I'm like okay well <laughs> I don't really understand it but I'm you know I hope you got a good grade <laughs> yeah. yeah it must be difficult to be an art professor and have to judge things and argue with those students about what a passing grade should be or not <laughs> yeah for so sure like that'd, that'd be kind of a funny thing actually wasn't there like a movie called like it was like art school project or something it was like some years ago. I forgot, but it was kind of making fun of how pretentious art school is. I, I, I imagine that's probably been made into a film. It sounds quite funny. <laughs> but anyways, um, okay. Would you rather take a vacay in a cabin in the mountains or a resort at the beach? Oh man, that's tough. Um, probably, probably the beach one. Okay. We yeah. To the beach one. When I when I go away, like if, especially if I'm going near a city, like it's one of my favorite things about touring is that we end up in like a new place every day, near enough. Um, and it's weird to think that you know this city is only three hours away from the city we were at yesterday, 
Mm-hmm. But like, especially with Europe, it's really different. You know, three hours will take you from France to Austria in some parts. And then like, it's so different in places. So to have a look around the cities is great. But saying that, I would love to go and just chill in a cabin, sit on the porch, <laughs> drink a coffee and look at some trees. That sounds awesome. I haven't been able to do anything like that in a while. And my birthday's coming up. So like, I was like trying to figure out what I would rather do because where I live, it's kind of a unique circumstance because I'm equally the same distance from the mountains or the beach. So it's kind of cool. Like, you know, if I want to do two hours, I can go to the mountains or, you know, two and a half hours, I can go to the beach. So it's kind of an interesting place to live. Uh, North Carolina, right? Yeah, I'm in North Carolina. So like, how is it where you're at? Where are you from exactly? From exactly, if I want to be specific, I'm about 30 miles west of London. Okay. Um, I'm in a little town in a uh, county called Buckinghamshire, which is not too bad. It's, It's not not bad at all really i mean like it's you know 40 minutes to an hour on the train to get into london or you can drive to london if it depends what part you're going to Mm -hmm. um some of it's a real nightmare to drive to and some of it's so much easier to drive than get the train because you have to go like in and then back out Mm -hmm. but then you know if i go straight down i'm only about an hour and a half to two hours away from like brighton and the beach and then if i want to go two three hours up then you end up in like the peak district which is really nice a very foresty a lot of like i guess kind of national parky it's really nice up there it's just never tend to go that way for some reason that's interesting um when i think about like if i were to ever like visit the uk i guess in my mind the biggest difference would probably be like um everything is like very corporate and maybe like commercialized over here and i feel like um in the uk or just i'm just kind of going off of what i've seen on like social media and stuff like that but it just it looks more like like historic i guess um, uh kind of like when you go when you go to like the densely populated areas like london manchester birmingham that kind of thing those are very kind of like industrialized commercialized spaces mm-hmm. but then you know I'm trying to think of where's a really good example of it uh probably like uh newcastle like way way up the top more or less on the border of scotland um you know there it's it's very much like london where it's very commercialized and there's a lot of people it's very industrial you know there's barely any grass if you jump out in your car and drive half an hour to 40 minutes west of newcastle you're you're just in the middle of nowhere and you're, there's probably about 10 meters from a sheep oh, like, wow. <laughs> it's it's such a strange like it's kind of really condensed you've got everything you need but it's just squashed into one really really small little island okay that makes sense um where would you recommend like taking a vacay in like the uk it really depends what you want to do man if you want to go somewhere busy like and there's always stuff going on i'd say one of the cities um like london's always got something going on well probably not at the moment everything's shut but like if you're you know go in in two three years time and you just oh you know let's just go to a bar and watch a band like there will be that there are places like Kew Gardens and that kind of thing where they sort of open it all out and there's it's like really like I, they're just massive gardens really mm-hmm. like um and then you get to the outskirts and that's a bit more sort of a little bit more spread out but not properly spread out so London's probably the big one that's where everything is going on okay but there it really depends what you want to go on holiday for if you want to go and watch some music and see a city that's great you know go to london 
if you want to go to the beach like Bournemouth, Brighton, they're really good. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to just, you know, go somewhere where there's absolutely nothing around, somewhere like, uh, what's the place called? I went there like two years ago and I've completely forgotten what it's called, like Harrogate, that kind of way. It's sort of like most of the way up in the middle, I guess, just mm-hmm. over halfway maybe. Um, and that's, you know, there really is nothing around. But if you jump in your car and drive for half an hour, then you're at like a town or somewhere with something to do. Cool. Yeah, that's on my bucket list. So hopefully this thing, COVID, you know, kicks it after a while and we're able to travel and do stuff like that again because I'm missing out on a lot of traveling this year. It kind of sucks, as we all are, I'm sure. Yeah, I've really, we did a live stream show last week and I've just missed that. So I never realized how much I missed it. Mm-hmm. But it was a really strange playing to nobody, but like just to be <laughs> able to stand there and play some songs with people. But like someone else watching was really cool. That's interesting. Well, um, we'll get back into that uh, after these questions. I want to know more about some live streams and stuff like that because I've been seeing a lot of them uh, popping up. I'm just curious. But anyway, um, next question. Say you are at a show. Uh, Are you stage diving or are you standing in the back? Uh, Both. (laughs) I I tend to stand at the back of a show if I don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened before many times when I've just gone to sort of oh my mate's just gone oh you know what? I've got tickets to go and see this band later do you want to come I'll say okay yeah sure and then I'd stand at the back and just nod my head politely <laughs> and then they'll play the one song I know and within the three minutes of that song I've gone to the front jumped off and then got straight to the back <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um, dance Gavin dance or hot mulligan uh dance gavin dance well they're saying that i did listen to hot mulligan the other day and i thought they were really cool uh both can i say both <laughs> you can say both uh, this if this isn't too strict of a podcast you can do and say whatever you want <laughs> nice um so if you're in the car are you listening to music or a podcast um very mood dependent i listened to a podcast on the way to work this morning and then i li- listened to music on the way back cool uh, what do you do for a living, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I spent a long time working in shops, just with the general public. But then uh, that got I got made redundant back in about March, just because my company were going to make like a stupid amount of loss. They had like so much money they were going to lose. <laughs> so um, I was unemployed for a few months, and then I got offered a job working in a factory molding plastics. So it's a temporary thing. It's it's quite boring. Um, but like, I'm grateful to be working and have some money coming in. You know, I'm in a much more fortunate position than a lot of people at the moment. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Um, I mean, the restaurant world, I'm like a chef, like I mentioned, but uh, we got shut down for a couple of months and then we started doing like to go and take out and stuff like that. Uh, eventually, we're, we've kind of been phasing out. I don't know how you guys have tackled uh, reopening and stuff like that, but we've been like doing phases. So each phase... Um, you know, more things get to open up and stuff like that. So um, we we finally got to dine in and it's been just crazy busy. And uh, just because, you know, I, like uh, maybe just where I live, but a lot of people probably don't cook at home. And, uh, you know, our to-go business is like phenomenal, honestly. It's ridiculous how much to-go we do. Um, do you eat out a lot or do you like do to-go or anything like that? Um. I realized over lockdown how much I really enjoy cooking. 
but it's just like it's so expensive to go out all the time so i i tend to stay in i'll get like mm-hmm. maybe like maybe we'll get a takeaway like once a week um but it is like it's like crazy expensive rounds like you know if you wanted to get a domino's you're looking at spending like 30 pounds to feed four people whereas Jeez. if you were just to go to like the supermarket and buy some pizzas and some garlic bread you could you know feed everyone for like 10 pounds right crazy um when they reopened all the restaurants around here they did a did a thing called eat out to help out so mm. every monday tuesday and wednesday for like i think they did it for four or five weeks in the end but if you went out on monday tuesday and wednesday to go and eat at, in a restaurant um they took 50 percent off your bill oh, okay it was, it was crazy and then like they sort of the government repaid it but it was kind of just to get everyone back to going out and doing normal things which didn't work great for us because cases went like way way up but you know like i went out to a restaurant with my girlfriend and we got i think we both got like a burger and like chips each and then we got like a couple of beers or something and it was like 14 15 pounds which was crazy mm, that's insane. so cheap um let's see next question i don't know if you've seen this show but i'll give it a shot black mirror or walking dead Oh man, I used to watch Walking Dead religiously. Mm-hmm. And then I got to maybe like series six and I kind of got bored because it was just a loop of like the same thing that had happened twice already. Like, oh, look at the, oh, we found some new people. This is amazing. Oh no, they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> and what are we going to do? Well, I guess we'll kill them. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, when it got to about the third rotation of doing that, I kind of, kind of lost hope with it. Um, if I had to rewatch one, I'd rewatch Black Mirror because every episode was like different. And like, is it Charlie Brooker that writes it? I'm not exactly sure. I'm not going to lie because it's like one of those shows that everyone recommends. Like, I've never really watched it. I've seen a couple episodes, but everyone tells me to get into it. So, like, I really want to. And I'm just kind of like, I guess that's kind of why I threw it in there. I was going to be like, well, if you've watched it, like, should I watch it? Should I not watch it? Like, what, what is your opinion, I guess? Um, if you want to watch something that absolutely fucks with your head, then Black Mirror like, amazing. It's really good. Um, and if you watch Series 2, Episode 3, that's actually filmed in the town where I live. No shit. So, yeah, it's so strange. Um, I, there's a bit where he's like outside a pub and he's sitting in a van. It's like, it's a weird thing about like a bear becoming a politician or something like that, but they've okay. got this kind of like a van and there's a screen on it. And exactly where that van's parked is right outside like a pub that I used to go to loads. So like, I've been pretty violently sick where that van is <laughs> so, so <laughs> many insane. times. Yeah. I completely, when you said black mirror, I was like, Oh, it's something I've actually watched. And then I remembered, hang on, they filmed that where I live. That's awesome. I wonder, does that like make you like it more? Maybe like in, not instinctively, but just initially. Uh, I think that was the first episode I watched, and I watched it because like a couple of my housemates when I was at uni had it on in the background, and then I was like, "Hmm, this seems okay." And then <laughs> like someone was like, "You know, one of these is filmed where you live," and I was like, "Wait, what?" So I went and watched it, and then I was like, "Actually, that was really good." So I'm going to go and watch more of it, and I think I've watched all of it since then. That's really cool. I'll I'll have to check it out. Uh, It's like, um, well, I've been watching a lot of different TV shows. Um, Like one show that just came out, it's called like A Teacher. I think it's on um, Hulu, but it's based, uh, no, I think FX uh, puts it out, but I watch it on Hulu. Uh, Have you heard of that show at all? 
Uh, I can't say I have, no. Well, it's like it's like brand brand new or whatever, and they're like rolling out a new episode like every week. But um, I would recommend it if you see it because it's interesting. It's like um, it's like a senior in high school, um, kind of like having an intimate affair. Not affair. Well, yeah, she is having an affair, but like she, uh, the teacher is having an affair with the student, and it's oh. really interesting. I think it's made by uh, Jason Bateman. Oh uh, uh, no way! Yeah, so I just, I... really good. Oh, nice. I don't, I've been watching, um, I don't know what channel it's on, but um, called The Undoing. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's set in New York. I, for some reason, just assumed that you would have it on American TV, but it's got Hugh <laughs> Grant in it. And, um, oh, cool. Oh, shit, I think it's Nicole Kidman. I've forgotten her name, but that's, that's really good. Um, it's, about, it's kind of like a, like a murder mystery kind of thing and it all gets and you know it gets pinned on one guy but you know he didn't really do it because that's how it works and it's like mm. episode three and they're already blaming him for it so you definitely know that it's not going to be him but like that that <laughs> was cool. that was really good i really recommend that one it's not a very hugh grant role like normally hugh grant's like oh i sold my bookshop to buy you this ring and a plane ticket back to america i hope that's okay <laughs> otherwise i'm in a lot of trouble um <laughs> And in this one, he's just like a man that's been accused of murder and put in high security that's prison. And you're just like, shit, this is so different. So, yeah, I'd recommend that one if you've not watched it. Okay, I'll check it out. I've seen it. Um, there's a, there's been a, like a lot of new shows popping up lately. And um, like I've been watching Fargo too. I don't know if you've seen that, the TV show. Yeah, not got around to that one. It's pretty cool too. Um, well, you know, like Fargo the movie uh, from back in the day, or at least heard of it. Well, it's yeah. like just the TV show, but um, I just think it's fascinating because like it's all based on true story and everything, oh, no yeah, everything that happens is just really fucking strange. Like basically um, guy kills his wife and tries to get out of it kind of thing. Go uh, straight into it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you should check, you should check that out if you're into the murder mystery thing too. Um, but I'll oh, check yeah. it, I'll check out the undoing for sure. Yeah, it's great. I'm really enjoying it. All right, sick. Um, who would win in this fight, Thor or Batman? Oh, I. You know what? Just because I'm sure Batman's got some like bat anti god repellent or something like that, I'm gonna go with Batman because he's always got something like that. Yeah, that's true. And he brings out like the big toys, like when he has to fight somebody way more powerful than him i feel like yeah like oh yeah he's just always he's always got something that's what's great about batman is that there is always some bat thing <laughs> yeah and win with yeah that's true yeah i would probably go with batman on that one honestly even though it is thor um i feel like the technology would would win in that one yeah, um probably. i don't know if you've heard of these bands they're pretty 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 new uh but i'll give it a shot anyways Boundaries or Wargasm? Um, I've definitely heard of Wargasm. I think I've heard of Boundaries as well, but I can't say I've listened to either of them. I'm ab- absolutely awful at listening to new music. I've not got the, <laughs> like I don't know what it is. I just don't have the attention span to sit and listen to something new. So when I do find a new band that I like, I just become like obsessive over it. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, on the new Bring Me. EP album that they pulled out there was a song with a band called Nova Twins on there oh cool yeah yeah. I went and listened to them from that and I was like holy shit this is amazing so I listened to them non-stop for like three days straight and that was maybe two weeks ago and I've not found a new band since that's cool 
Yeah, like I'm I'm kind of like ADD when it comes to like new music. Like um, I'll listen to like a whole album or, you know, I'll do it all in like one sitting. And then I'm like, all right, heard it on to the next. And, you know, like I'm always just like burning and turning them, you know, like especially like with the podcast, I just feel like, well, the whole point of me starting this thing was to get familiar with like newer things. Because I was one of those people who like, I, w- I would listen to like August Burns Red every day and listen to the same album every day. Like Constellations is how I started my day. Or like Bring Me the Horizon, Simple Turnal or whatever. Like, That's such a good album though. I would just burn through the same ones every single day. And then I was, eventually I was like, dude, I mean, it, it kind of like got me out of that kind of music. Because then you're like, you don't see, you know, you don't find growth. You don't like look for new you're like what's what's popping now like you know what i mean if that makes sense yeah no for sure like i'm i'm definitely in a rut with finding new music uh when we used to go out and play shows you know like we used to go and do one every sort of like two three weeks and we would always play with a new band pretty much every time and then i'd find one of them and go oh my god this this band are great like we played up in manchester well over a year ago now um and there was a band called tropic no, Tropic, it's Tropic Gold. I was getting confused with Tropic Thunder, but that's a film. Um, <laughs> it's a good movie. But they, I've not, another one I've not watched. But um, uh, like, I was absolutely blown away by how good they were. And I've gone and listened to them like a load since. And that's, that was a lot of how I found my new music. Mm-hmm. So like, when there were lots of gigs, it'd be like, oh, well, this band, you know, this band called Captives have just played with like eight different bands that I know over the space of two months. I'll check them out. And you, they, you end up making loads of friends through doing it. And it's like the best thing. That's I can't, cool. Yeah. Like I just, for some reason, my release radar on Spotify just never gets used. <laughs> Captives is a really good band though. They're, uh, they're from the they're UK, so right? Good. Yeah. They're from up in Leeds. Um, I was chatting to Chris yesterday. He just got a new kitten um, and it's adorable. But yeah, no, they're really, really nice boys. Cool. Yeah. I've, I've listened to, they had like a new album this year, maybe. Is that right? Uh, it was, an, it was an EP. I think it was called or like Signs. Or... Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. well, whatever their latest release was, I remember listening to that. And that was, um, I think that was earlier this year, but it was really good. Yeah, that's got serious sempaternal vibes on that, hasn't it? Yeah, they're yeah. really good. I feel like they shouldn't be flying solo under the radar, but uh, they're a really good band. They're, they're so good. Like It's only a matter of time before they do really, really well. I think so too. I think I think things just take time. And um, for some reason, for music to go from country to country, in my opinion, uh, it takes a while for that kind of stuff to catch on. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'll throw an example out here because um, I did a reaction to Bring Me with uh, Baby Metal or whatever. And uh, they're not big in the States, like as big as people might think. I mean, they kind of are because they played like they played in L.A. and they played that big venue in L.A. or whatever. But um, like, honestly, I haven't heard of them until like last year, I think. And even then it was like watching uh, punk rock NBA or like one of those YouTube videos and I yeah. heard about them, but like, honestly, I, I didn't know who they were or whatever. And then in the reaction, I kind of got roasted because everyone's like, well, they've been around for 10 years and they got nominated for like best band ever or best metal band, uh, top 10 or whatever. And I was just like, I mean, I've never really heard them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's so weird. I find with a lot of music is that what's popular in the UK is like, it's like, oh, well, we had this five years ago in the US. Like, you're missing so much of this stuff. And, like, this has already been come 
that's not cool anymore and now it's getting the revival with all the people that are remembering it from five years ago Mm -hmm. and in the uk we're like oh my god check out this brand new band called acdc (laughs) (laughs) that's funny um all right so it's another band either or uh polaris or fit for a king uh polaris cool do you listen to them at all like i know they're kind of metal corey and you said what I- <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're one of those ones that um i'm not really in the mood for metalcore a lot but when i am in the mood for it i'll always go for a band like wage war or um polaris that kind of thing you kind of like more upbeat yeah um i just i find with metalcore uh, maybe because i haven't listened to it enough but i find a lot of it just sounds quite similar after about half an hour right so i tend to just like with wait when i first discovered wage war was um it was actually when we were recording our ep that we released in 2018 we were just setting up drums and the guy dan that was recording it just stuck on this youtube mix of this band called wage war and i was like <laughs> holy hell this is insane right but um yeah when i tend to listen to stuff like that i'll just go for something that i know that i like so mm. i tend to go back to like sort of old bullet for my valentine and that kind of thing a lot yeah i understand that I think for me, um, why I'm such like a big metalcore head is like, you know, when you see bands live, I mean, they're, they're obviously way different, but then I always like keep that in mind. Cause like when I go and see these bands live, it's like, it's a whole ass vibe. It's like totally different. You know, when you like play an album or play a record or whatever, uh, the experience to me is like way better in like metalcore than any other like kind of experience I've had. Like I've been to death metal shows, been to black metal shows. But just speaking from experience and like just vibes, like I like the vibe, you know, I like how positive it feels. I like when someone falls down, they're getting picked right back up. Um, You just feel really a part of the show. And I think that's what I really like about it. I think it's just from the entertainment standpoint of just like, you know, I just like really enjoy the show and just seeing it live, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah, I can, I can completely see that. Like I'd I'd love always go and see architects when they're playing. Um, just because like they put on an unbelievable show, their music's so good, and like the Architects fan base is such a community within itself um, that you never really like you can go to a show on your own and feel like you know everybody there. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think that's that's exactly what I like about the community. That's a good word uh, for all this type of music that I like emo screamo stuff. Um, which show do you like better, The Simpsons or Family Guy? Uh, probably the Simpsons. Um, I, I do really enjoy both, but I just know that watching the Simpsons, like I'll watch one and then I'll watch about six. The next, <laughs> yeah. the next thing I know is I'll start at like 11 at night and stuff like, Oh no, it's three in the morning. I've got to be up in three hours. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I like the Simpsons better. Uh, I think their episodes flow better and like storytelling, like family guys completely random and just off kilter. Like it just, it goes wherever. And you're just like, I don't know. I just feel like it never stays on the path of like whatever episode it is. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I, I have absolutely nothing wrong with family guy. Um, I really enjoy some episodes. Sometimes I think that some of the humor that th- they throw out is a bit, uh, should you be joking about these kind of things? But <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah, I've just got to be in one of those sort of like, Oh, I'm going to laugh at something. I shouldn't laugh at moods when I watch it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, circle pit or wall of death. Um, as a rule of thumb, I try to avoid both. <laughs> um, I'm, 
I'm only 25, but I'm very frail. So mm-hmm. as, if I, if I if like gun to my head, I had to do one of them, I'd probably just do the wall of death, which seems counterproductive. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they both equally, I don't know. I, I never jump in like honestly on either or unless like I've had one too many to drink or something like that. But um, I've been in wall of death and circle pits are kind of fun, but I think I would choose wall of death, honestly, even though it is hella dangerous and shit gets I, fucked up. Yeah. It, they're so stupid. I, I don't really understand the mentality of it. Like I really like this part of the song, so I'm just going to run straight at this person. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, they're, they're weirdly fun, but I'm not, I'm not really the little, the little pit gremlin that I used to be. <laughs> I think it's cool because for it to actually happen, like the band actually has to be like a certain level of like whatever, you know what I mean? Like they don't just happen at every show. So like when you do see it, it's like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. It's, it's sort of like, kind of like when you see an eclipse, you're just like, well, this only happens every three and a half years. So I'm going to, I'm going to get involved. Exactly. And sometimes they're not very big at all. And sometimes people don't even get involved. They're just like, nah, like I've seen some failed walls of death. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, I've seen way too many of those, especially (laughs) at our shows. Like when we first started off, when uh, we would play to like 10 people, um, you know, up and down the country, but there would always be a couple of people that were like really into it. And they would always try and start, um, start something. Mm-hmm. but it it would never work so like my favorite memory was in sheffield where we were playing a show and there wasn't enough people to have uh any kind of mosh pit so these two guys just started running and jumping into the walls <laughs> so they would run jump into the wall turn around run and jump into the wall on the other side and i was like it's one of my favorite memories of playing a show <laughs> <laughs> i bet it was so fun it was um... hilarious <laughs> Uh, what would you rather have? Um, a tattoo sleeve free on the house or a brand new guitar? Um, I have absolutely no tattoos, so I'm going to go with a new guitar. Nice. Uh, ever thought about getting a tattoo or wanted to? Or I've, I've thought about it so many times. I just know that I'm far too indecisive and I would love it for like six weeks and then I'd hate it. <laughs> so. Well, at least you're like self-aware. That probably saves you a lot of money. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've got like, I've got a couple of piercings. I've got this, this is stretched out. Cool. Uh, I've got my nose and then I've got a lobe and a scaffold. You might call it an industrial piercing over there, but it goes mm-hmm. like through my cartilage and both. Um, but I went for those cause I was like, you know what I can, other than minus the big hole in my ear, like I can just take them out and it would just be a little mark. Whereas you can't really just take a tattoo off. Right. Yeah, I've stretched ears too. I just I'm not wearing any with these headphones. They really like hurt. So you're you're a real one for wearing those with your headphones on. It just like uh, really hurts only, my ears. It's only a little ten mil. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really small one. I think it's a zero zero G. But um, oh, okay, well, that's my ear just perfectly fits in the gap in this headphone, so it's completely fine. That's a pretty comfortable uh, like width, I guess gauge yeah. <laughs> i don't know i said with but that's a pretty comfortable gauge um i think like by default i'm like double zero but like i, I wear like i think five eights now or something like that but i used to be a lot not that it fucking matters but like i used to be closer to like an inch and uh on the daily it just that's got really bad. annoying <laughs> yeah no i met a guy once uh, uh download festival in the uk and i can vividly remember that he had like either 56 or 58 millimeter um 
the things, which was two inches. Mm-hmm. So his ear Jeez. was like, wow, it was huge. Like, I was like, we're sitting there going, are you not worried that someone would just accidentally get caught on it and rip your ear off? That's, that's my thing. That makes me yeah. cringe thinking about it. <laughs> that's horrible. Let's stop. Yeah, for real. I'm not going past where I'm at right now, honestly. So we're good. No. Um, which band do you like better? Uh, Loathe? Or I'm trying to think of a better one. Uh, let's say like Sleeping With Sirens. Let's go a different route. Uh, Loathe. I would go for. I've listened to Sleeping with Sirens a few times. Um, I remember. Was it was it them that did that? If you can't hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember listening to that vaguely when it came out, and I was like, "This is really cool." And then I listened to a few other songs, and it sort of, it didn't really hit me. Um, and then I listened to Pierce the Veil a little bit because they were in that same kind of loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they were okay. It was you know it was like Tumblr era metalcore. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is okay, but I've consistently liked Loathe for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, like, how long have you been into Loathe? Because I've just, like, kind of got into them this year. I'm not going to lie. Um, Loathe, I listened to for the first time, probably in, like, 20... 20- I saw them when I... I must have been in, like, first year of university. So that would have been 2015. I saw them with novelists at the this venue in London called The Black Heart, which is amazingly where we did that live stream that we were mm-hmm. talking about, but we'll get onto that later. Um, and then they came out with their album and I sort of, I listened to it and went, mm, yeah, it's okay, but it might not be for me. And then about two years later, I heard it again. And I was like, why the hell didn't I like this first time round? <laughs> so I probably, I probably got into Loathe sort of late 2017, early 2018. Okay. What album was that? Do you remember? Uh, that was the first one, Cold Sun. It was specifically, oh, okay. the bit that really grabbed me was the um, that sort of transition between the first track and It's Yours, mm-hmm. and the way it all built up, and then it had that vocal sample saying Loathe, and then it dropped straight into it, and I was like, okay, I'm absolutely here for this. All right, cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been recently getting into them. I think it's like one of those things that we were talking about earlier, about how something can be big somewhere else, and kind of catching on some you know in a different country but um i've kind of just started to catch on to them and uh i don't mean this by like i don't mean to throw shade by saying this but like it's kind of reminds me of like death death tones core (laughs) i can see what you mean i know yeah i know what you mean um i I hadn't really made that link myself to me like death tones were just a complete thing of their own like nothing ever sounds like death tones other than death tones um but yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, it just reminded me of that for some reason. But I like it. I think it works really well, uh, what they do. Not that it sounds like Deftones, but like um, they, well, the new stuff I've heard, it's like the dynamics are like very, very like in the forefront. Like it goes from loud to soft a lot. And I think that's what I really like about it. It's not just like punching you in the face the whole time or it's not like putting you to sleep the whole time either. So I think it's a good blend in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, their new stuff does sound a lot more towards the Deftones thing you're talking about. But like, I find with music, especially like if you've got something that's really heavy and it's just relentlessly heavy all the way through from start to finish, it kind of you just desensitize yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're going from like really heavy and then you're dropping it down to something really mellow and then you bring it back up, it's kind of like sort of sticking your hand under a tap that's hot and then under a tap that's cold and you're jumping between the two and they feel like absolutely way more at the end of each extreme when you've got both there. 
Yeah, I think that's what like I liked about Bring Me, like when I first got into them. Um, you know, like once they got past like suicide season, I guess. Um, it felt like their dynamics were a lot better and they like were better songwriters at that point. And not everything was just like deathcore and just like hitting in the face and like they actually had a good balance of like soft songs, hard songs and stuff like that. So I think that's really important to make like a really solid album. You you kinda have to have dynamics like be an important part of like your composition in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's very similar to like what I was saying with um with metalcore is that if it all just sounds the same, if it's always heavy all the way through, then, you know, I'm not as big a fan of it, but it can still be really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's say uh, I I would fly you anywhere in the world for free. Where would you rather go? Bali, Indonesia or Paris, France? Um, I'd probably go to Bali because like, realistically this is really going to show you how small the uk and europe really is in comparison but like it's like a six hour journey okay to paris i think you know it's like from where i live it's about two hours down to the there's like an under 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 the sea train um that goes between calais and france and dover in the uk and that takes like an hour and a half mm-hmm. and then from there it's like uh, uh i guess like another three or so four hours to paris so I'd probably go to Bali just because it's new. Like, cool. like Paris is so close that it sort of I kind of loses the appeal of it. Right. You've been there a lot? Um, I haven't been to Paris, Paris for a really long time. I must have gone when I was like five, but because I was five, I don't really remember it. That was that, that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, but um, like the UK and France are quite similar i'd like i really really want to go to somewhere where it's just totally different like i'd Mm -hmm. love to go to somewhere in asia just because it's so different Mm -hmm. it's like a whole new world yeah that makes a lot of sense um yeah because that would be like that would be like me going to canada like (laughs) even though it's kind of different i feel like it's still it wouldn't be like oh man this is like way fucking different you know no um all right, so if you got trapped in a video game, Tron style, uh, which video game would you rather be trapped in? Halo or Red Dead Redemption? Um, probably Red Dead. I'm not sure why. <laughs> just pick Red Dead. I guess because it's open world and I can just go and do whatever the hell I want. It'd be funny to be a cowboy and you can do all kinds of shit. I feel oh, like I all, it, yeah. <laughs> all I did on that game when I played it was just like get drunk and fucking shoot random coyotes and stuff like that. I've, I, yeah, I played a very, very minimal amount of it. Um, I'm more into like Fallout games. And okay, like Fallout cool. And like just Bethesda in general, I really, really like. I prefer those to Rockstar games, but I, that doesn't mean to any extent that I think they're bad games. I think they're really good games. I just prefer the other ones. That's cool, dude. All right, I'm going to end with this last of the icebreaker questions, and it's the only open-ended question on the list. So what is your pick for album of the year? Um, that's really hard. Like I was saying earlier, like Nova Twins, I think their album was really good. Bring Me's album was really good. Um, and then I really liked some albums from smaller bands. Like There's a small band from the UK called Decay. They did an mm-hmm. album called Staring at the Sun, and I must have had that on loop for like a couple of weeks at least. Um, I'll probably go for Nova Twins, though. I thought their album was sick. It was really good, and it was like, it was so refreshing to hear as well. Cool. 
Yeah, I've um, I've been like trying to make my list. Well, I basically made it at this point, but I'm going to do like an album of the year episode towards the end of December with like another podcast. And we're just going to kind of just hang out, shoot the shit, drink some beers and um, kind of just try to get to the bottom of like album of the year. Like I have my list and I'll present that. So I don't really want to give away anything, um, but I'm going to do like an, a separate uh, EPs, like EPs of the year. And um, cause I, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, you know, the bring me was like in huge discussion with like, isn't it an album? Is it an EP? Like they called an EP, but it's an album on like iTunes. So it's like, I wanted to have like a separate category for like EPs and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the classification of it, if like, um, I think it's to do with how long it plays for like an EP versus an LP. I think an EP is like up to 35 minutes and an LP is longer than that. Mm-hmm. I could very easily be wrong, but I, from what I remember being told, that is how you classify them. Okay. Yeah. I've been told like also um, just like iTunes and Spotify in general, like if it's more than, seven songs if it's like seven or more uh they just call it an album so i've heard that too yeah spotify is really strange because like um i think at least like our closure ep was five songs but that was classed as a single for a long time i think (laughs) that's weird it's weird like a five song single doesn't quite seem right but (laughs) they need to get the shit together over there but anyway spotify is really good like i really have a lot of time for spotify and what they do Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, I was like, I have Apple, yeah, I have iPhone, whatever, and uh, I totally just like canceled my Apple Music because I I never use it, and I always use Spotify. I like the playlist like a lot better. Uh, the cure the curating is way better on on there, in my opinion, on Spotify. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you there, especially as well. Like from the sort of viewpoint of someone who's in a band, Spotify is so much more like. I guess like open and welcoming to younger like artists, mm-hmm. you know, we got our first Spotify editorial, no, not Spotify, Apple music, like editorial playlist when we did hiding from myself. And that was our first release on a label. Um, but before that, like there was absolutely no way that we could have submitted it as far as I knew, like I spent hours searching mm-hmm. and then with Spotify, you know, you claim your artist's profile, which was the easiest thing. And then you upload your music and then it's just like, Oh, do you want to pitch it to some playlists? <laughs> and you say yeah sure and you just go through this really quick form like oh you know pick three words out of this list that describe your music and you put it through that and then chuck it all through that so i you know i have so much time for spotify for having a platform that allows you to do that kind of thing right well dude thank you so much for playing these icebreaker questions this little game i play in the beginning i really do appreciate it i hope you have fun with it oh it's great man thank you yeah no problem all right it's time to take a quick break. I know you guys want to hear some music and I want to show you guys these sick new singles from As Everything Unfolds. So we talked a lot about Take Me There and Hiding From Myself. So I feel like that's what I need to show you guys on this week's Hidden Gem segment. Let's get into the mid-roll. Play that shit, motherfuckers. Stick around. The sign of hell. 
Well, anyway, I've been dying to ask about this live stream thing. So uh, spill the beans on that. So this one we did, yeah, the one we did the other day was literally a, a normal show. Like we turned up, we had our sound check, we got our food, we sat around for a bit chilling. And then instead of playing to an audience, there were just a couple of cameras dotting around. Mm-hmm. And that really, that was the only difference. Um, you know, we were still on stage with all the lights and all the loud sounds coming out of the monitors and I fell over, I tripped over a cable like I always do. <laughs> like it's just become an ongoing joke at this point that if we play a show, I will fall over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in all those respects, it was completely normal. The only difference was that we were playing to a couple of cameras and then over the internet to like people watching us. It was weird. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, was it like a paid gig or? Um, yeah, we got, I mean, I think it was four ninety nine. 3.99 so was that about $5.50 $6 I guess mm-hmm. um to watch it and then you had the option on the stream to tip as well like really similar to a Twitch stream mm-hmm. so you know you could be like oh you know this was really fun and all four of the people in my house have watched a stream for 4 pounds so like we'll chip you a we'll send you a tenner for you to Mm-hmm. you know buy some beers with or something like that so it was it was really great it was like a really weird thing because we don't you know i've seen bands that have like a tip jar for when they're going on tour but that doesn't really happen in the uk because like the furthest if you're doing a full uk tour you can guarantee that the next place you're playing if it's booked properly is going to be like an hour and a half away mm-hmm. like you've not got to drive across three states over six days to get to your next show like <laughs> um like who are the other bands on the bill with the live stream so it was meant to be with a band called Lestel who are they're semi-local to us they're about 40 minutes away but um they're they're a really good band they were meant to be opening for us but when they announced the lockdown they said that we couldn't have sort of like real life attendees as it were it had to be done online and um they sort of made the decision then that we weren't going to have a support band mm-hmm which was, again, really strange to just turn up, play a show to four cameras <laughs> to then be like, yeah, cool. Well, that was done. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. That's interesting, though. So, like, um, are you guys going to entertain doing, like, more live streams or was that the one for the year? Or um, It really is going to depend what comes up, I think. Uh, I can't mention the name of it. We have booked in for another another live stream that is going out in December, but that's not going to be a not going to be live live. If that makes sense, like it's pre-recorded. You know, we've recorded our bits separately, and then the video is going out live in the same way that like a live broadcast would be. But yeah, sorry to break the fourth wall on that one. <laughs> we're not going to be we're not actually going to be there at the end of the camera playing our instruments. Okay, well, that's still cool, though. At least you're, like, you know, playing to some extent, and you're, you know, if anything, you're getting practice from it, so I think that's still a good thing to do. Yeah, Um, for sure. I'm going to try to share my screen real quick. All right, can you see my screen? Uh, Should still be loading. There you go. All right, cool. So I pulled up your As Everything Unfolds on Spotify, and... I just want to show the playlist that you guys are in right now. So new core, new metal tracks, heavy Queens, new blood. 
Um, is this the most amount of uh, different playlists that you guys have been on? Or is, is this like kind of new, I guess? It for sure is the most editorial playlist we've ever been on. Um, I'm not sure if I can see it on here, but if uh, there's a Spotify for Artists app, mm -hmm. and there is a bit on there where it tells you how many playlists you're on. Um, so like about three or four months ago, it would say that it says at the bottom how many playlists you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like at the moment we're on about, about 5,000 people's playlists. That's insane. Um, which is crazy. Like, um, and before that we were on like 2000. Mm -hmm. So like the amount it's gone up has been crazy. Um, the other thing that I find really crazy is how many playlists there are called as everything unfolds, mm -hmm. um, that just have all our music on. And I, I made a playlist for that. It's called This Is As Everything Unfolds. It's on our thing. Mm -hmm. So if, you were okay. thinking, if anyone was thinking about putting all seven of our songs that are out on one playlist, we've already got one. Don't worry about it. We've got you covered. <laughs> um, what we did find earlier, George sent it through to our group chat, was um, we're actually, I don't know if you can see it on that one, uh, Notfest. Mm -hmm. like, they've put us on a couple of their official playlists. Yeah, I saw that. Which is insane like it's one of those things that sort of like slipknot were one of the first really heavy bands that i got into and then even though you know i'm sure it's not Corey taylor sitting there at the end of a laptop listening to hiding <laughs> from myself singing along to it but like to know that there are people who are sort of working in with those bands and like doing that kind of thing to know that they're listening to it and liking it is like the most mind-blowing thing to me <laughs> i knew there's a reason i wanted uh slipknot background today <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the Slipknot t-shirt I was wearing in the hiding from myself video yeah there you go I was like uh, I don't know I just feel like they like these guys for some reason but yeah there you go <laughs> I, I remember seeing lovely wallpaper <laughs> yeah I remember seeing uh, the Knotfest uh, thing I think it was on your social media actually or on, was it? Um, uh, the band page maybe I, I remember seeing it though somewhere I sure. don't know if we did I don't remember <laughs> Well, I should know because I did the so I do all the social media, so I should okay. know what's going on. But apparently, I don't. <laughs> Maybe I'm making it up. Who knows? But um, I don't uh, know. I just... You could have seen it on someone else's, to be fair, and that we didn't get tagged in. I'm not sure. Anything's possible nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what's interesting is, um, I mean, I hate the word like female fronted, whatever, such and such. But I think like female inclusive band is what you guys obviously are. Um, do you guys kind of like been getting a lot of like uh comparisons to like spirit box or that kind of thing or what's your take on that so i, I knew this was going to come up and i've tried so hard to think about what i'm gonna say but um <laughs> we always get compared to paramore okay like every if you go on any of our youtube videos of us like i can like if you find one that doesn't have a comment that says sounds like heavy paramour or something like that, like I'll, I'll send you some money, dude. Like I really want to see that. But like, um, I, I get the comparison because Charlie, you know, she, she really admires Hayley Williams. Um, is it Lindsay from Flyleaf? Um, I feel like that sounds really familiar, but we'll Lindsay have to fact, fact check that. <laughs> yeah. We'll fact check that one. But, um, she she's a really big fan of those two. Like she loves Courtney LaPlante from Spirit Box. You know, she loves mm -hmm. all of it. But but we we always just you know like everything we get is like oh it just sounds like Paramore. And I think Charlie's completely fine with it. I 
sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And then sometimes I'm sort of like, did you, did you listen? And that's <laughs> seems, it seems really strange, but like I've, you know, maybe it's because I know our songs like inside out because I've listened to them so many times when I was learning how to play them and that kind of thing. Like when we were writing them, but you know, I listened to a bit where it's, it, you know, it's tuned down to F sharp and there's a massive breakdown and then you're sitting there going, yeah, that really does sound a little bit like misery business, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I pulled up her name. Uh, so it was Lacey Sturm at first and Krista May now. Yeah. Lacey was the one I was thinking of. Charlie really, really admires, uh, Lacey's work. We've had many a discussion about this. Um, and having sort of like when I listen to like the flyleaf stuff, like especially some of the way the melodies are, uh, yeah, I can really see it. So I'm never, I'm never upset when someone says flyleaf. I'm never Mm -hmm. really that upset when someone says paramore. Because you know, I like I think they're a really, really good band, but the time where it gets to sort of like be annoying with it is when I've just everything, you know, mm-hmm. it's like this sounds like Paramore, this bit sounds like Paramore, <laughs> you know. Like if you go on the hiding yeah. for myself music video, there's like a thirty comment thread of people arguing about like accent and the way the words are like emphasized. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of just sitting there going, does it really sound that much like Paramount to make it <laughs> worthwhile to argue for this long? Well, the only reason I brought it up is because, well, A, I really like it when I see female inclusive bands and I like something different because it's always like, you know, not, not throwing shade towards any race or whatever, but like it's always like a white straight male uh, doing the screamo stuff. So it's like, it's it's nice to see different inclusivity in, in this realm of music or whatever but i think it's so silly that like you throw a girl in there you throw some screams on top of it and then all of a sudden they're like oh they're like flyleaf or they're like spirit box or whatever i think that's so silly that people have to make that comparison it's just okay obviously because what she's a girl like that doesn't really make any sense you know yeah that's the one thing i've really found with it is that like when you're in a band that has um like a female singer it's just you're instantly just comparable to something else and it's sort of like I think that might be the main, the main thing that sometimes annoys me about it is that there are six people in this band. And all of us have sort of like input and ideas on how you think it should be. And you've just sort of instantly dismissed it as unoriginal without properly listening to it. But mm-hmm. no, I do, I do completely agree with what you're saying. Like, you know, having women in there, having people from like, you know, different racial backgrounds in there is, is so refreshing to see like, this is heavy music, like is kind of just like that it is the straight white male music. So right. to have other people coming in there and doing it, you know, um, bands like Meet Me at the Altar. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Nova Twins again because I really like them. Yeah, I was going to say Nova like, Twins, good example. Yeah, to get to get people from different, you know, different genders, different ethnic backgrounds, they're, all of them coming in and just absolutely killing it is the most refreshing thing. And I really hope that it inspires sort of like a new generation of younger people to come in and do it because mm-hmm. everyone can do it. It's such a, when you're a fan of it, it's such a welcoming genre. Yeah. That really shouldn't be any different to whether you want to create it or just consume it. Yeah, totally. I'm, and I mean, that's like loathe too, you know, like there's so many like new bands coming up that bring something different to the table. And I just feel like it, if, if metalcore or whatever you want to call this type of music, if it's going to grow, then it needs like a different, it needs more different perspectives. You know what I mean? Like it can't just be the same thing over and over and over like you said it kind of gets stale for you well this is like where it should you know become refreshing right so yeah absolutely 
Well, uh, that was an interesting take. Um, so how long have you guys been a band? I know like you guys have obviously been doing it longer than 2018 or whatever. Um, like, so like, um, was all this stuff like basically a wipe, uh, when you guys signed with, uh, was it long branch records? Um, yeah. Did everything prior to that get wiped or whatever? And this is all just on that record label. Um, I think, I think we're on about as everything on Volts version four at this point, like, the band actually started in, I think, I want to say like 2012 or 2013. Like it was so long, but we used to have, this was way before I was in it. There used to be a guy called Alex who did vocals in it mm-hmm. and they did an EP then. And I don't actually know if it ever got released. Um, it probably did, but might not have done. And then Alex left, Charlie came in, they did another EP, but I don't know. That might've gone out. I'm not too sure. Uh, and then I came in in about 2015, I joined. Oh, wow. And then that was, that was when we did an EP called Collide, which is, <laughs> I still really like, I, it holds a very special place in my heart, that EP, because that was the first, like, that was the first set of music that I contributed to that was released. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of, I listen back to it and I sort of go, well, this is, in comparison to our newer stuff, it's not, not that great. So that, that did get wiped. Um, and then, yeah, so we still kept closure up because, you know, closure, everyone like when we released it, like really loved it. And we didn't really want to remove that chapter because that was like the kind of, um, kind of stepping stone to where we are now. We didn't really want to get rid of closure because we we still really like it. We still play a lot of the songs live. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this album within each lies. The other is really sort of like the start of a new chapter it's a completely new concept of what we want to do and how we're doing it okay what kind of uh since you said you're on like version four now um has your style of music changed uh since then or like were you doing a different genre maybe or subgenre rather um i'm trying to think back to it now uh the original sort of like before i was in the band that was more more pushing towards like a day to remember okay technical almost like technical pop punk i guess like easy core yeah yeah that's true yeah easy core spot on actually um and then when i joined and collide that was i mean that was bordering on new metal like we but that was we we tried a thing when we wrote it and started writing it where if we think the song should go in this direction we made sure that we wouldn't do that. And we wrote a few songs and then we came to writing one of the songs and they're called Voices. And it got to about halfway through and then I was like, hang on, I've got the perfect thing for this. And then we wrote that. And then it all, the whole song like molded together in like an evening. And we were just like, oh my God, this is like, this is so much better. Why were we not following our instincts in the first place? That was like the dumbest thing. <laughs> um, but because what we were doing is we were starting with an idea and then just seeing where it would take us. We ended up releasing six songs that were just like, not really all that similar to each other. We were just like, yeah, I like that song. Yeah, that mm. one's okay. Yeah, that one's pretty good. And then we just put them all together and called it Collide and released it. And you know what? It actually did pretty well for us. I can't complain about <laughs> it at all. You know, there are still people around that have CDs. Like, you know, someone's, I know for a fact that we've got a fan called Matt um who's probably got it in his car at this very moment so um yeah and then it's it's sort of progressed till then what you'll probably find like 
I'm not sure how much of, about the album we're allowed to say, but mm-hmm. we we all sort of agree that we don't we don't want something that sounds similar all the way through. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm sure you know if you listened, it's somewhat apparent on closure that it starts off with like a kind of poppy but a bit heavy and then it goes a bit more sort of bouncy and mm-hmm. um actually thinking back closure might not be the best thing that was quite that was quite cohesive as an ep but this one for sure it's it's got the elements of songs that are a lot more mellow and then it's got songs that are just a lot heavier um i think like that to me is always an album that i enjoy more is one that each song sounds different to one another mm-hmm. like they're sort of noticeable you can just hear the start of one of them and say okay well i know that that's not the song that it was before yeah that's true and i think that's something that this genre like struggles with or whatever um you kind of mentioned something earlier so i kind of wanted to kind of rephrase it into a question but like um you know at what point does a band like know what direction it's going into is it something that's been premeditated from the jump like at what point do you like kind of set yourself into um, a sound i guess um i mean especially with the newer stuff i think you'll be surprised at how far apart some of those songs were written um and some of them you know some that sound totally different were written within the same week and some that sound really similar were written six months apart and i think having john doing the synths and all the atmospheric stuff behind all the songs really does give it that sort of like oh, what's the i'm struggling with my words here oh sort of, i struggle every day <laughs> don't worry <laughs> sort of like that connection that goes between all of them like you know uh if you imagine all of them up each song is like a painting on a wall mm-hmm. then john having the synths and all the atmospheric stuff is the actual wall that it's all stuck on right if that makes sense that makes um, sense yeah the john actually john used to be the drummer when i first joined john was the drummer and we went off to record collide um and i promise i'll stop talking about an ep that doesn't really exist anymore (laughs) (laughs) um we i feel so sorry for him we made him sit in the drum booth for like two full days straight and just beat the crap out of a drum kit as much as he could and he sort of came out and he just said like, I never want to play drums again. (laughs) And he was getting really into like his dance music and his electronic stuff since then. So we were just like, well, I mean, do you want to try writing some synths for it? Mm -hmm. And then uh, he was like, yeah, sure. So he wrote some synths on a song. We were like, shit, this is amazing. Fuck it. We're getting a new drummer. You can't do that anymore. Um, (laughs) And that's how that came to be. And then sort of from there on was we experimented with, changing the way we write you know sometimes adam would write a whole song john would put his bits on top sometimes adam would do it and then charlie would do her vocals and then john would do it and then sometimes john would start the idea you know um and set it off and then adam would build around it you know especially like one of the songs on the album i'm not going to say which one but it will become very apparent when it's out and you listen to it was so like heavily john influenced and i'm sure i've probably got it wrong actually now i've said it Adam's going to send me a message like, you're an idiot. I wrote that song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's funny. Um, So I know you can't really talk about this top secret new album or whatever, but so I I totally can. I just might not be (laughs) allowed to say some things. Right. Um, It's a very gray area at the moment. (laughs) Right. So we'll try to 
we'll try to walk on that as lightly as possible. But like, so as far as we know, it's coming out March 26th, 2021, correct? That is correct. All right. So uh, why, um, why that date in particular? Um, do you guys have all the music ready for it and you're just going to mark it till then? Or can you like answer those kind of questions? <laughs> yeah, we have. I have everything. On my, I have the whole album on my phone. Um, I've got it's, it's ready to go. You know, I could leak it tomorrow if I wanted to. I probably won't because I'll get properly told off by our manager. But like, yeah. um, <laughs> do I could it. if I I could if I wanted to. Um, so yeah, no, this is this is by far the most prepared for a release we've ever been. You know, we've done mm-hmm. it before where we've released music, and like we've announced it and we've given it like a, a four week time between announcing it and releasing it. And then we're waiting to like three days before the deadline to upload it to Spotify to get it done. And like, it was so much stress. And this time around, we were just like, we've got this whole album, uh, long branch, very, that's it. like they, they took it on and we're like, we want to release this for you. And we're like, yep. Yeah, okay. So it took us a fair while to sort that out. Um, so actually we've been, sitting on the mixed mastered album probably for like three or four months at this point maybe oh wow okay we went yeah we went and recorded the second part of it in february this year actually we managed to we managed to miss lockdown by about a month Hmm. so we got i think actually we got mixes in i'm gonna say april may had a couple of revisions on them sent it off to mastered so i'd probably say about june maybe july we had the full album there and ready to go i have absolutely no doubt that long branch has done like wonderful things for us and you know the amount of people that like us um when we released take me there we were on five spotify editorials when it came out which was the most insane thing like that's Mm -hmm. well for us it's borderline unheard of like we'd had a couple of the smaller ones before but like to land a new core and a heavy queens and a new blood and like all of that in one hit with one song we were just like oh shit like okay this is this is serious now (laughs) that's awesome dude so like also another question i wanted to ask from like earlier so like how hard has it been for you guys to gain like a steady following um since you guys were kind of like you know you you switched up vocalist and then you went from this sound to that sound and stuff like that did you have did you end up ever feeling like man we're kind of like regressing or do you did you always feel like you guys were always kind of like moving forward um yeah that's that's not a very easy one to answer like it's a lot of the uk like in terms of live music is very temperamental like you can play a show in one city uh and it would be amazing it would be like you know the room's full and then you go and sort of three weeks later play it again or you know two months three months six months and there's like four people in the room mm-hmm. so it's kind of like there's always an element with it of like it feels like you're taking a few steps forward and then you take a few steps back and then you take like five or six massive jumps forward but then you take another 10 steps backwards and it's it's very turbulent um i it's always sort of like for us at least it's always sort of felt like it was going up in a positive way and if there were any points like you know when this lockdown first started we were sort of like oh, our listeners are going down. Like, you know, there's not that many new people discovering us, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we did kind of feel like it was going down, but we knew that when we released this album, it was going to go back up again. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. 
Um, so like, I wanted to know about your influences in particular, because I know when I was asking some of the icebreakers, you were telling me you're not really a metalcore like guy for sure. But, um, so like, what are, what are some influences for you personally and for like other people in your band that you can speak on? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to completely come clean and say that I write so little of the music, if any of it. Um, but that's, you know, Adam and John are just i i can't get my head around how they can hear something and within 30 seconds like they're playing it like john john is unreal with how he comes up with things for since you know he'll listen to something and say oh that needs something in the low mids and he'll put something there that sounds right and then it it will like you don't really realize that it needs it until it's there and i can't get my head around how that works but John, John listens to a lot of dance, a lot of rap, um, the more sort of EDM stuff. Adam, Adam will listen to absolutely anything that takes his fancy. So mm. one day it'll be, he'll be listening to Drake, and then it will be Post Malone, and then it will be Slayer, and then one afternoon he'll have like a Nickelback afternoon, which is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I love Nickelback, <laughs> but yeah, like. Because they they just sort of listen to music all over the place. It's really hard to to know what influences them beyond that. I know for sure, like Charlie, Charlie listens to a lot of people, like you know, Spirit Box, um, Flyleaf, Paramore. Like she listened to, I she remember I remember her telling me that she listened to Haley Williams' solo album that came out earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she listened to that a lot, and you can tell sort of like with her that she listens to that kind of thing. But with Adam and John, they're just sort of like, well, you know, we're just going to write a load of songs. And if it sounds like it's a really good song, then, you know, we'll do it. I think that's sort of like the issue that, not issue, but like with that first EP that we did was we just wrote like six songs and went, yeah, we've written six good songs. Let's release them. Whereas with this stuff, we wrote between Adam and John, they must have written sort of 30 or 40 between them, you know, either partially or in full. And then this, these are the ones that came out that are the best and they work well together. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I want to ask this question just because it's kind of more for the fans. If you could kind of give me like what hiding from myself means, summary of that. Um, Charlie, Charlie wrote, she writes all the lyrics with the exception of, oh, I would change this word to that word. But um, hiding from myself is very much about like, someone's battle with their own self-worth and their image and their perception of themselves so i think she really wanted to reflect a song like that and that's why it works so well for hiding from myself because it is a battle and it's up and down it's all over the place and then um you know the music that goes with it is it's dynamic it's you know there's bits where it's oh okay well this is okay like the verses you can sort of just nod along with like this is this is okay this is exactly where it's needing to be going and then when you get to the breakdown it's a bit all over the place and some stuff like the chorus is pulled forward by like half a beat Mm -hmm. and it sort of gives it that feel of oh shit i'm going too fast and that's what hiding from myself is really about it's that person to there's that idea that you just want to feel safe within yourself Mm mm-hmm that makes sense sense. i'm sure it was like a very obvious answer with the title but um you never know like i just wanted to ask um, oh yeah i'm sure fans want to know as well and uh what about like take me there take me there's um we never really delve into politics 
as a band, you know, we're very much, you can believe what you want to believe, you know, just provide, we, we won't think any less of you providing your opinion isn't hurtful. And, um, that's what it's all about. Like the, the, I've got this press quote for take me there that we've got because like, it just like summarizes the the song so well, but it says, um, hypocrisy is all around us. People claiming to have more of a moral compass just because they follow a certain faith when actually you can be equal or more friendly and loving to themselves. Uh, this song also displays the thoughts and feelings about being controlled and told how you're supposed to be and feel. Um, so think for yourself, you know, question and defy your norm, become yourself. I think like this song is kind of aimed at the people that would maybe use like religion to be a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Um, right. you know, someone doing something that, absolutely makes no difference to your life like you know people being like gay or transgender or something like that or you know in some cases being a woman um using a religion to justify like thinking that you're better than someone else or someone else is beneath you Mm -hmm. sort of like about questioning that just be yourself i totally get that and i feel like a lot of people especially in the states right now would totally identify with that and relate to that because you know, it has been like an election year for us. And like, honestly, I've been kind of caught up in that drama and like, in res- you know, in respect of everything else in the world right now, like with COVID and everything else, like I feel like Americans in particular have been really wrapped up with the election and politics and this whole like Black Lives Matter stuff going on that's really important. And, um, you know, transgender and things like that, uh, those rights, um, that become, you know, invoked or stepped on, whatever. Um, I think that's so relevant right now. So like, I feel like a lot of people could really find a lot of value out of that. That's my long winded way of saying that. But um, yeah, like uh, from a distance or whatever, have you been kind of seeing a lot of stuff about like the states and the elections and stuff like that? Uh, yeah. A lot of the stuff I've seen about the election in the U S is um, mostly it's memes. I'll be honest with you. Some right. of them have been great. Um, I I know enough to sort of know that sort of like who sides with what and you know what one person wants to do and what the other person wants to do and yeah it's one of those things that like I will never get the inside perspective on because I'm not from the US mm-hmm. like um and I only really get the outside perspective I you know I get a lot of people talking about how much they don't like Donald Trump because of this reason and that reason but you know, a lot of the people, especially younger people, are sort of voting for Biden going like, well, Biden's going to save us all. But, you know, I don't know how Biden's planning on saving everybody. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not really the kind of thing I can have an opinion on past the fact that I think Donald Trump um, could do with a bit of a slap, to be honest. <laughs> that's funny. I, that's why I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear the uh, outside opinion or whatever. And uh, I, I'm not a big fan of Trump, so you don't have to walk on eggshells with me. <laughs> cool. I think he's a complete yeah. idiot. So <laughs> he's he's um he's unique. Well, and let's be thankful that he's unique. It's very strange. I find it like, especially being and like having kind of like people that will sit and listen to it. I feel really pressured sometimes to be so, uh, like non-biased and that oh, kind yeah. of thing like, like you know, vanilla. Because, yeah like and i'm sure everyone would know like you sort of you know you look at everybody you think about like bands like blink 182 and green day they never really well green day's not a great example because they did a whole album about politics 
mm-hmm. but like you know blink 182 you think well who do who do they vote for they've got to have an opinion but they're completely unbiased but like i really really try and go out of my way to make sure that nobody's offended or upset by what i'm saying at any point so mm. it's such a hard hard <laughs> tightrope to walk across yeah i've been kind of feeling that pressure lately because like i mentioned before like i do reactions and most time i'm not gonna lie to you like i'll just be honest they're uh drunk reactions like me and my wife <laughs> will have a couple drinks and it's just something fun that we do and i just do under the podcast because it's related to music but it's a good way to make myself look like an idiot. But um, I, I enjoy it and have fun with it. But, um, you know, some people like um, they're just so like you have to be PC and totally politically correct and correct about everything, everything that you say. And I feel like for myself personally that I don't want to be like I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but like I don't want to be vanilla. Like I want to have I want to have opinions like and I want to share those opinions because that's the whole point of a conversation. Right. Like, you know. I want to share my opinion, like what I think is good, what I think is bad. And um, not, you know, in a respectful way, not like I would be like, this band fucking sucks. That band's great. You know, like whatever. It's not so night and day, but um, I think it's really important on, on my part to uh, to have an opinion or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. You know, everyone is their own person and like the, the humanization of it is amazing, you know, to go past the fact that, you know oh you're you're someone from a band that i really like um but you never talk about politics so you can't be political and in the same way like oh you're in rage against the machine you have to be political mm-hmm. like you know it is it's a very interesting thing to sort of i guess hear the opinions of people that aren't normally expressed yeah i was gonna ask you um while we're kind of on the subject but i'll i'll kind of start wrapping it up here we've been we've been talking for a while but it's it's been yeah sorry (laughs) no we're good like it's been it's been a very delightful conversation but um so have you heard the new system of a down are you like stoked that they're back or do you not really care um yeah within i suppose the yeah that i don't really care is the thing i've I imagine I will check it out at some point, but I've never been like, oh my God, these are the best band ever. Yeah, like when yeah. I've listened to System of a Down before, like I've listened to a couple of songs and gone like, that's okay. But I've never been like one of those people that would be, you know, oh, System of a Down just released a new song, like absolutely sprinting to my laptop to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um so, I'll for sure check it out though. They're one of those <clears throat> bands that have an have a massive name for themselves for a reason. So I'm sure that it will be probably quite good. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, like protect the land. Um, like if I didn't know the context of the song, or even the genocidal humanoids uh, song as well, um, if I didn't know like kind of the underlying like story of the songs, I would honestly I would be like, this is not a good song you know what i mean like it's not (laughs) it's just kind of boring you know like uh we did a reaction to protect the land and it's very repetitive but like the whole meaning of the song it's like actually a fundraiser song uh because they're all like armenian and uh all that stuff that's going on there they're basically under attack by um what is it called (laughs) what is that freaking country oh my god i feel like an idiot uh I don't know, man. There's a lot of them. Azerbaijan. Or Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. And uh, so they're under attack by that country. And so it's like a fundraiser, basically. So it's like helping the people of Armenia um, 
you know, against the attacks and just kind of helping with like supplies and stuff like that. So like, Oh no, if, that's amazing. So if I didn't know that, you know what I mean? Like I would totally trash the song. Cause I'm like, uh, I'm not really into it, but it's a very like protect the land. It's a very like national nationalist kind of song or whatever, you know, nationalist pride and stuff like that. And, um, I feel like a lot of people might find value in that just knowing that. So, um, you know, before you like critique it too hard, just keep that in mind, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Like I love, um, you know, like you mentioned punk rock NBA earlier. I love going through stuff like that and like hearing the stories behind songs and albums and what they mean. And like, it really can completely change how you listen to some music and, you know, for the better a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's basically what I was trying to say my long witted way of saying that, but I, I just thought it was interesting. And I mean, I wouldn't even known that unless I looked it up. So I think sometimes it's kind of cool to do like a little bit of research before you dive into something. Cause um, you know, you might find more value in like the actual meaning of a song, you know, like the underlying yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but anyway, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm sure you have better things going on tonight. And uh, uh, honestly, know, I've got no plans tonight. I'm going to go. And, <laughs> there's a new episode of The Undoing. I'm going to go and watch that. Nice. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've got nothing doing. Well, that's cool, dude. Well, I really do appreciate all the time that you've given me and. Dude, it's been fun chit-chatting with you. Like, I love talking to people from different, from a different country altogether. Um, it's very, to me, it's like, it's really unique, you know, like, because I talk to people from the States all the time. It's, it's so awesome to get a different perspective, especially on the States and American culture and just talk music with someone else. It's really awesome, dude. I really do appreciate your time. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so I want to hit on two more things before we head out. Um, sure. It's kind of become the question I like to ask everyone before, you know, I leave. Um, the current state of music, whether you love it, you hate it. What is something that you feel like could be changed uh, for the embitterment of the scene? Um, so like the one thing that I would particularly change about the UK scene, especially is like we're, we spent so long in the small touring band circuit, like, they have a thing in the UK. I don't know if they have it in the US. They call it pay to play, but you basically get some like predatory guy who puts on a show and says, okay, well, you know, I've booked this show, but uh, here's, here's 20 tickets for you to sell. And they're like eight pounds each. Um, and if you don't sell all of them, you have to pay me for the rest of them. And like, it really just feeds on people that are young, excited to be playing music and that kind of thing. And it can really take a lot of the fun away from it. And, you know, a lot of the time, especially like with the younger bands that are just excited to go, if they don't sell all these tickets because they live three hours away and no one's heard of them, like mm. it's, it can cost them like you know a hundred pounds easily for them to play this show to like nobody. And kids can't afford that money, so no. that's the one thing I'd change, especially in the UK. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I just, I just like to know everyone's take or whatever. Um, I know a lot of people kind of been complaining about like Spotify um, royalties and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just always curious as to like from an actual musician point of view, rather than like a fan point of view, um, like what is something that you would actually change if you could, it's kind of like if you're running for president of the scene or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not the really, I'm not the right person to be asking about um, like Spotify royalties because like I'm one of those rare musicians that thinks that, actually you know what we could be paid more but is it worth it you know if you pay us more 
they're not going to make enough money because it is a business at the end of the day. They're not going to make enough money to keep afloat. So they'll end up charging people more and it will keep going up like that. They'll pay more and then <laughs> yeah. they'll charge. And then the next thing you know, no one's using it and we're all illegally down, downloading it again and no one's getting paid. So, you know, it's an ever-changing world, but Spotify and that kind of thing is really probably the best of a bad situation. I think so, because everyone that I've talked to here recently, like especially like your band, um, you know, who's writing on like four or five editorial playlists and stuff like that. I feel like that, that stuff is like really helping that career, especially right now, because you guys aren't really playing live shows, you know, and even though you're doing a live stream, I mean, um, who's to say that, you know, which one's better or worse or whatever. So I think it's very important to get any kind of exposure that you can and you wouldn't be able to get that with if it wasn't for Spotify. So, you know, we, we, you have to take the go with the bad in every situation. So. Um, that's just a interesting, interesting note to leave on and we'll kind of leave it at that and maybe bring it up in a future episode, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd love to come back on. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you have fun. And, uh, anyways, is there anything that you want to say and leave behind to the viewers and listeners before you head out? Um, anything you want to drop about your, your new album about to drop or anything that we're about to look forward to? Have a listen to our new single. If it's out, if it hasn't come out, um, sorry you're gonna have to wait a little bit but um <laughs> you know just i yeah just thank you to yourself for having me on here um and then i'm gonna give a shout out to long ranch records jay from savior for helping you spoke to jay to help organize this which was amazing you know mm-hmm. and there there are so many people like a weird amount of people working behind the team to help get our music out i just want to say a big thank you to all of them for helping people listen to us and thank you to everyone that has listened to us from it Definitely. Good way to leave. And yeah, also from me and myself, thank you, Jay. Uh, thanks for uh, setting all this up. I really do appreciate it. Um, when I initially reached out to you guys, you guys referred me to the manager and I've been shut down enough times. I was like, ah, oh, this might be one of those situations, but I was like, I think I like came back on it a few weeks later and I was like, you know what? I sent the email and then he was totally cool and uh, he set the whole thing up. So uh, don't yeah. don't always jump to conclusions, guys. If you're listening, uh, give things a chance. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's that's one thing. One thing, I'd, like one piece of advice I'd always have to someone who's like trying to do something like creative, like musical podcast, is if you don't ask for it, you won't get it. Mm-hmm. And if you do ask for it, the worst they can do is say no or don't reply. Like you know, no one's going to completely cancel you for just asking if you can interview someone on a podcast or whatever. That's true, and uh, that's actually the best way to leave on it um always shoot shots so we'll leave it at that and uh until we you know hopefully we'll meet again or get to talk again and hopefully get to talk with a few more of your bandmates and i can bother them with some icebreaker questions who knows that sounds nice man all right um i'll quit recording and we can chit chat after the show but um that's basically it so thanks again as everything unfolds go check out their latest release as of right now it's take me there and hiding from myself Uh, Thanks for being on the show. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you guys. Thank you so much, man. Yo, that pretty much does it for today's podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, I really do appreciate it. Every listen I get, it just means a whole lot to me. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do so. There's a link down below. I think it's through Anchor. You can contribute as less or as much as you want to. And You don't have to do that at all if you don't want to. Of course, it would just be dope if you shared or something like that. 
just let other people know about the podcast because all these platforms, they do a fucking shitty job of helping promote podcasts. So if you like the show, please recommend it to a friend or give me a dope ass rating or something like that. Or just keep tuning in as always because I'll keep doing my thing. I do appreciate each and every one of you. And until I see you guys on a future video, shine on. Shine on. Shine on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.